Hi, this is Anita Hummel, the Global Trade Gal. I have spent over 30 years living and working in Asia as part of the global supply chain. I've learned a lot of things through some very hard lessons. So if you're looking for insider tips, experiences, and other information, then you're in the right place. This is episode four, 10 facts about Ming-style Chinese furniture. Today, I'm gonna go a little bit off of what I normally talk about, some trade issues. I'm gonna talk a little bit about something which is in my industry and kind of a bit close to my heart, which is furniture, and in particular, some Chinese antiques or Ming-style furniture. One of the reasons I'm talking about this is I just find it so interesting. These Ming furniture designers were able to do what they did with the limited knowledge that they had. Ming-style Chinese furniture is antique furniture that's been designed and manufactured during the Chinese period of the Ming Dynasty, which is 1368 to 1644. And the furniture is known for its clean, simple lines and for being very functional. Here are some 10 interesting facts about Ming furniture, and it will show you really how advanced in many ways China was during this period of time. Ming furniture is crafted to be able to support some very heavy loads. And the Ming craftsmen were able to do this with the minimal use of materials. They wanted furniture that would be able to last a very long time. And if you have any Ming furniture antiques, which I have some in my house, you can see that this furniture is actually excellent quality. And despite the hundreds of years of wear and tear, the Ming craftsmen built the furniture to be able to last. You know, the Ming furniture craftsmen also understood trends. The Ming craftsmen understood the importance of making furniture that people wanted in their homes. An example of this is the Ming furniture that the craftsmen produced a long, narrow, rectangular table. And these tables are very stable, but the ancient records show that Ming households used many of these long, rectangular tables. And they understood that when people wanted to buy something, that they would produce it again and again. Ming furniture used very clean lines, and they understood that sometimes simple is better than more complicated. They had a lot of blended curves along with straight lines. So they didn't have a lot of carving or a lot of ornate decoration, but instead their furniture emphasized the beauty of the wood and the shape of the furniture itself. The Ming craftsmen also understood furniture ergonomics design. Now I know that today uh, furniture ergonomics is, is a relatively new field where people are looking at to see how we sit in a desk or do you stand in the desk or how the chair you know, can hurt our back or help our back. The Ming furniture craftsmen understood that a person needed to be comfortable while sitting in a chair at a desk. You take, for example, the Ming chair. And the, the Ming chair has an S-curve on the back of the chair. And this chair was designed in such a way to account for the conformity of the human spine. I have several of these Ming chairs in my house, and I always wondered why the back was a bit curved. And now I understand it was because the Ming craftsmen were trying to make a piece of furniture that would be able to conform to a person's spine so it would be as comfortable as possible. The Ming furniture also used very strong joinery and they used um, what was called a four corner flush. Uh, they used mortise and uh, tendon joints and they used dovetail joints. And a lot of these are all state um, things which are used today in Furniture Day for furniture manufacturing. The Ming craftsmen understood this and were able to use these kind of joints. What's interesting about it, despite this, their joinery was so good and so strong that they did not use nails or screws. 
So they were able, they used high quality wood. They used very sophisticated joining to manufacture their furniture. And that's why you don't find the nails or screws in the Ming furniture. The Ming were actually the first people to invent the flat pack furniture. No, it was not IKEA that invented it. It was actually these Ming craftsmen. This was because the Ming craftsmen made their furniture to be able to construct it so it could be broken down and then reassembled. So they understood that in order for furniture to move from one location to another, they had to be able to break down that piece of furniture and then reassemble it at the location. So it was actually the Ming who invented this, not IKEA or some of the other countries. It was actually the Ming who invented this, not IKEA or other companies, because the Ming were the first one to be able to flat pack furniture and then reassemble at a location. But the Ming craftsmen used excellent hardwoods. They used uh, China pear wood, they used the red, uh, red sandal wood, and they used some um, compor wood. So they used a lot of like different woods that were considered very strong woods and very good woods to be able to make the furniture. Because you have to remember, they wanted this furniture to last. They wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing. They wanted it to be um, something which showed the beauty of the wood finish. So for them, the choosing of the wood or what kind of wood they use was extremely important in their overall craftsmanship of their furniture. The Ming furniture also used a lot of solid brass style hardware. One of their signature hardware is the gorgeous, large, round brass that you see on many of their cabinets. Their hardware was solid brass, so it was not shiny, but instead it would give a a vibrant look and feel and would give the look of solid brass. So this is one of the basic things about Ming furniture is that everything was done with solid brass. And today this kind of hardware is still being used on many furniture pieces today because it's such a classic beautiful piece of brass Asian hardware. One of the interesting things too is that the Ming furniture influences seen throughout Asia. And if you understand a little bit about the history of Asia during this period of time, China over many years off and on controlled a lot of Asia. For example, the Chinese controlled Vietnam for over a thousand years. So of course, a lot of this Ming style influence went down to Vietnam and they taught them about the construction. They taught them about the woods. They taught them how to make these furniture pieces. The same can be said for some other parts of the world, like maybe Japan, Korea, and, you know, so their influence of this Ming furniture, of these Ming craftsmen, is really seen or felt throughout antique furniture and furniture throughout entire Asia. This is because these Ming craftsmen were such exceptional craftsmen, and they really understood, you know, furniture designs, they understood the trends, they understood how to make a high-quality piece of furniture that would last for hundreds of years. One of the reasons why I love this example so much is it just shows how, how advanced in many ways the China culture was during this time. That still today, those of us that are making furniture are still trying to make a quality piece of furniture as these mean craftsmen did. That we you know, look to them and for the many things that they did that influence our production even today. And this just really shows what highly skilled craftsmen there were in China during this period of time. If you're interested to learn more about this and see some of the pictures of the Ming furniture, we have a blog called, What is Ming Style? 10 Facts About Ming Style Chinese Furniture. 
and we will put the link below in the description so that you can be able to find it and read it. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Mindoro. We create, develop, and manufacture home decor and home furnishing products in Asia with a social conscience. We'd love to have you check out our blog at mindoro.com and sign up for our newsletter. We'll put a link below in our description so you can easily go there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a thumbs up and leave us a review. This really helps. Thank you again for listening.